Are you ready, Miss Genevieve? I am. Let's talk about Raven Crossbows. How about that? We're in the car doing another podcast in the car. It's April 2, so this is not an April Fool's Day joke. It is not. It is not. No, this is the real deal. You can trust it from Death by Bungie. So we're going to do a little quick podcast on Raven Crossbows. Why? Tell the listeners, the friends of Bungie out there who have tuned into this podcast, why we're talking about Raven today. Why are we doing that? Do you want me to tell about the... <laughs> Stop! Yeah, tell them what we just did. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're just talking. And don't worry, if you say something really dumb... If I say something really dumb, I'll edit it out. And if you say something dumb, I'll just make the volume louder. Yeah, I know. How's that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. So what do we... Okay, well, first of all, let's set the stage. Let's set the stage of what we're doing. We are on a road trip today, aren't we? We are. What's our road trip? What is the purpose of our road trip? Today we're driving around and we're looking at crossbows because my dad is looking to upgrade. So we live in a little county up in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Along the New York border, the crossbow-hating New York border. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we are uh, a county, about 60,000 people. we got a handful of shops here in this county. So we have limited crossbow options. While I've been looking into various crossbow models, I've been looking at different shops as well, some of which I'm familiar with, some of which I am not. And we have isolated a handful of models of crossbows that are available in our county. And that's one of the factors, not the only factor, but one of the factors I want to take into consideration before I decide to upgrade the crossbow. In other words, I'd like to have a crossbow. And again, this isn't the only factor, but I'd like to have a crossbow that I can take to a local shop 20 minutes away and I have to drive an hour or two to get the thing looked at, worked on, fixed, whatever. Now, 11 years of hunting with Bungie, right? 11 years of hunting with an Excalibur crossbow, an older, slower model from 2010. That old Axiom has never needed a shop. It has needed me on numerous occasions to go find a place where I can buy a string <laughs> and uh, getting those strings, that's not a problem. I always have a couple of them in, on stock, on hand, so that I can change them out my, uh, by myself if I need to. So we've isolated a handful of shops. we found the shops where we want to go and try them out. And I took today off from work. I took this Friday off, got up this morning. We got a quick shower, bite to eat, went to Dunkin' Donuts. Got the iced coffee ready to go there treated myself to that I have not been drinking the iced coffees from Dunkin Donuts but that's a long story so here we are and Genevieve has a day off of school don't you for Easter yep so we are on the road the first shop we went to I ain't telling where that was that was up in Athens was it yeah and it was the Agway up there I've been there a couple times I really like it there Athens Pennsylvania for the layperson not Athens okay. Greece yeah yeah not Athens <laughs> Greece I don't know if they do crossbows in Athens, Greece. Probably not. Not anymore. I bet they did at one time. So what we've got is a local shop. This is a a shop that has evolved over time, just like all businesses, right? I think Agway was primarily a place that catered to farmers, but as farmers, and we still have a lot of farmers in Bradford County, but not nearly as many as when I was a kid, not nearly as many as we might have had 100 years ago, and when practically everybody here was a farmer. 
So now it caters to people working on their lawns, doing food plots and a lot of outdoor equipment, and they sell guns and all that fun stuff too. So that's the kind of shop that we went to. Now they have an indoor shooting range. Describe that for us. The shooting range was 20 yards long and they have a whole bunch of targets piled up on the end. And it had a bit of an echo yeah. to it. I remember that. Wooden walls makes any crossbow louder, I'm betting, right? Yeah. A lot of echo. It was surprisingly loud. In fact, I shot some video of Genevieve shooting the crossbow and I jumped. Did you shoot some video of me shooting the crossbow? I also jumped when I was filming you. Because <laughs> it was very loud in there. But I think that has more to do with... It is pointless to try and base your opinion of the volume of this crossbow based on that, okay? Uh, that environment. If you take it outside, and the guy who owns the shop even commented on this, you'll be amazed at how quiet it is if you're outside with it. And I believe that. I think any crossbow is going to be loud in here. It's all, you know, wood floor, wood ceiling, wood walls, the whole bit. And that's for protection so it doesn't go, if you get a, a arrow that fires a little bit odd, it flies off and it doesn't go through the wall. We don't want that, right? Yeah. Um, real quick, the targets were big shot targets, and I have never in my life been so impressed. This stopped a 450 feet per second arrow coming out of an R29X, a really sweet little crossbow. That stopped that arrow and... They pulled out. They pulled out real easy. Genevieve, who... What's your track record on pulling arrows out of targets? Um, it depends on the day, I think. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking her track record is somewhat close to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For successful pulls from a target. Um, we tried different targets, and some of them, I think you have pulled some out. I can do the block. The block pretty target? Well. Okay. Yeah, usually. But you fight with that. I mean, you're, it's yeah. still a struggle. The little chunk target, are you able to pull them out of that? Yeah, I can, okay. I think. And that's a more standard foam style target. But pulling arrows out of targets, this one, honestly, I, I was set to pull right out of there and holy cow, it just like slid out. I could have pulled it out with two fingers. Amazing. Or more accurately, a thumb and a finger. It was a very sweet little target. So there, there you have it. I will take this moment, and I want Genevieve to do a lot of the talking on this podcast, but I do want to point out one thing. Um, Jeff and Derek at the Athens Agway in Bradford County, Pennsylvania. Two great guys running a great shop, and I will throw this out to them. They were very, Jeff gave us the tour, the whole tour this morning, and I've shot there before, and they have, he, he will talk to you all day long. They're good professional people, and I really appreciate that they took the time to show me and my daughter the crossbow of our choosing this morning. And both of us got to shoot it. We both got to cock it, or at least see the cocking procedure. And it was it was neat. So let's we'll talk all about that. But I do want to throw that out there because I do appreciate that. What else we got? Let's talk about the entire experience. I want you, Genevieve, Miss Genevieve, tell us about the whole experience. What you observed when we were in there this morning. Oh, the first thing I always notice is all the sheds they have hanging up. That's pretty I'm talking neat. about the crossbow. Oh. <laughs> but that's pretty neat. That too. is cool, though. They have not only sheds, but some taxidermy. They have bows. They have guns. They had a recurve bow that we looked at, right? Yeah. We talked about that a little bit while we were setting up this morning. We got there where they were just open. I mean, he hadn't even drank his morning coffee yet. Still had a dandy cup of coffee there. So, And I hadn't even finished my Dunkin' Donuts yet. So that's how early we got there. We're making the whirlwind tour today. This is the road trip, don't forget. I noticed when I shot it, 
it felt very good in my hands though it was well balanced and all that but when I shot it it almost had like some recoil going on I thought it kicked a little bit and that kind of spooked me you don't have any rifle shooting experience no so I'm gonna tell you right now you don't know what oh recoil. I know I know I've seen <laughs> when you're uh, okay but I will say that this was like a mini rifle shooting experience. You had the volume that makes you shake a little bit and surprises you. Yeah. And you have the, in addition to the volume, you have the recoil. I agree with you. Yeah, that, that had a little me. recoil. Yeah. Now, that's shooting a 400 or so grain arrow is all, but it's shooting at 450 feet per second. And holy cow, that's that thing's, uh, that recoil, we talked about that. I think that that arrow is away from that crossbow. It's out of there. It's out of it's gone before the that arrow is gone before that recoil is felt by you. So I think if I you think are so. jerking it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, describe our shots in fact to prove that. Tell them where our shots went. I shot first then you shot. When my dad shot first, he hit a little bit low, a little to the left, but it was it was still a good shot. And then when I shot, I was almost touching that first arrow. Both at 20 yards, using the top reticle on the scope. Both at 20 yards. I mean, it was practically touching it. Yeah. yeah, less than an yeah. inch. So, in other words, if we shot it a third time, we did not. But if we were going to shoot it a third time, we'd have to aim somewhere else. Yeah. You can't be doing that. We'd have to pull those arrows. Yeah, it is... Uh, so it's the, the crossbow itself is shooting dead-on accurate with two different shooters. That's what I that, was going to say. Yeah. 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 That really speaks to how valuable a crossbow is in the concept of hunting. And neither and of us had shot it before ever. That's a good point. We weren't used to it. We weren't used to the recoil or anything. That's a good point. I shot yeah. the R10 several years ago. That's the longer model. Thinking, by the way, that that would suit me better. Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. That was, uh, this actually, I didn't have any issue with comfort for me for balance I like that I could shoot a crossbow that size no problem tell us more anything else you want to talk about oh the arrows it's weird on the Ravens how you've got you don't really have a flight groove like the Excaliburs that we're used to correct it just sort of rests on the ball bearings on the end okay and yep. it helps to get that speed out that's a good point. It's, it has to snap on, and he showed us how to do that. It makes an audible click when that arrow knock, it is a capture-style knock, more what you would find on a compound bow, mm -hmm. on a vertical bow. But it captures the string. You have to push it back in there and capture the string. And it makes a little audible click, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And that's what's holding that arrow, suspending it, so to speak, as it goes down the rail, instead of the more traditional flight groove like I have and you have on Bungie, Bungie Jr., we have that more traditional flight groove. This doesn't do that. In fact, the arrow's kind of upside down. Yeah, the <laughs> white feather, where if you use one of our crossbows, that would go down. Right. But on the Ravens, it goes up. And on ours, I don't know that it makes much difference because it's a flat knock, but it does give you more consistent mm -hmm. use of the arrow. So that, that's why I do that. And that's why we, you and I have talked about doing that, to sort of keep them, we want them lined up the same way every time because that way we can tell if it made a difference in an arrow just just so and i want to make sure you understand this but so other people understand this on a, on a flat knock shooting crossbow like the excaliburs it shouldn't make any difference which vein you got pointing up shouldn't make any difference mm -hmm. right but 
if an arrow has a funny spine or something a little bit off weight, something's a little off kilter with it, my thinking is, and maybe this makes no difference, if you shoot it the same way every time, then when you're in a hunting scenario, it's going to shoot the same way. And if you're rotating it, and let's say you used it, and yeah, this arrow shoots great, and you shot it a couple of times, but you had to shoot it one way. If you flipped it and shot it a different way in a hunting scenario, now it's off by three or four inches or some awful thing. Like that's not what you you don't you want to avoid that. So to 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 avoid those that potential problem, I try to do everything the same way every time. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's that's the reason we're we're doing that. I'm but, in the habit of just loading it with the label. Yep. Up. Yeah, because yeah. ours, that's another good point, because ours don't even have, to, to speak to that reason, that the flat knocks, to, to show proof of the fact that the flat knocks don't care which way, which feather is up, so to speak, the, we don't even have different colored veins, do we? No. Like, our veins are all green or all orange, or typically, they're. I mean, I've had some that are, I have one arrow that's got an orange, a blue, and a white. Yeah. <laughs> but that's mostly my fault. But, like, I don't think I'm in. So the logo, we go by the logo, and that way we know that we're shooting that uh, arrow the same way every time. And that may make no difference, especially with the Pro Flights, the higher quality arrows, the .001s, probably makes no difference. And the quills that are really short. That makes even less difference, yeah. yeah I yeah. think when you get a real short arrow like that, they don't care. People are always asking, not, they're not always asking me, but more with more frequency I'm getting questions from compound bow hunters who are moving to crossbows, and I am happy to hear that they are. And they are asking me, well, what about the spine? Nobody talks about the spine. And the short answer to that is nobody cares about the spine because they're all a really a really high spine level. I don't even know how to talk about spines. And it doesn't matter because they're short arrows and the spine's almost irrelevant. If you start adding a whole bunch of weight on the end of your arrow, that spine's going to become more important, yeah. I'm betting. But even with a shorter arrow, probably not so much because we're using... And, and as we move toward... Some manufacturers are moving to 22-inch long arrows, and they're moving to skinnier arrows that are in a smaller diameter arrow. Yeah, that can make a difference for uh, for spines. I mean, maybe maybe now we got to start talking about that. But that's where you're you're kind of ruining a good thing when you have to start talking about spines. You know, I hunted with a crossbow for 11 years, never worried about spines. Why would yeah. I want to start worrying about that? Yeah. Anyway, we talked about that enough. Let's talk about this raven. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, the safety's a little weird on that. Describe it. So, on um, my dad and my crossbow, it's right above your thumb when you're holding it, your right hand. So, while your finger is ready to pull the trigger, you can just ease up and click the safety off real easy. Yep. There's no reaching around, nothing like that. But on the Raven, it's all the way back, almost up to your shoulder. And you have to reach your hand back from up by the trigger all the way back to click it off. Yeah. And that just seems like a lot of movement to me yep. that a deer might see. The bullpup design, right? Yeah. Crossbow manufacturers moving to shorter crossbows. Crossbow manufacturers increasing the speed at the same time. The challenge is that if you want to increase speed, you got to increase draw length. Well, it's kind of hard to do that when you're shortening the length of the crossbow, right? Yeah. And I learned today that an R26 is 26 inches long, and an R29 is 29 inches long. I don't long. know why I didn't realize I that. I don't know why I didn't either. I feel like a dummy. When he explained, when he said that, I'm like, oh, that makes it pretty simple. And then I asked him, my joke, wasn't that funny? Yeah. Genevieve's rolling her eyes. I said, well, is the R500, is that 500 inches long? 
And he sort of hesitated for a second, like, are you seriously asking me this? <laughs> he goes, and he said, no, that's, that's 500 feet per second. I could have done the job, like, well, the R10 is 10 feet 10 feet, feet per second? <laughs> 10 feet per second. <laughs> deer oh, might, we should have said that. The that deer might not even duck at that point because he doesn't know it's moving. Is that moose? 10 feet per second? Yeah. Um... If the arrow weighs a thousand pounds, maybe that loses. I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of math. Well, anyway, I the twenty nine though. That one really suits me. The reason I like the twenty nine is because that twenty nine inches, that extra three inches of length, gives you enough room to get that broadhead to be totally contained within the limbs of the crossbow. It's not going to uh, go out there past the end of the crossbow. I like that. Like it a lot, mm -hmm. so I'm pretty happy with that, and I think that that is one reason why I would be looking closely at the R29X. And in fact, that's why I went and tried it. The 29X too has the cocking mechanism that is silent, and yeah. I didn't have trouble with that. Now Ravens don't have stirrups because there's no rope cocking, so they don't have stirrups. They really should have some kind of a flip down design where you can hold on to that thing. It was a little difficult to cock that It was tipping me. a little bit. It was tipping and sort of dancing around. Now, the Excalibur dances around, too. That but you got a stirrup for that. But though. you have a stirrup, and at least I know when I feel comfortable that that thing's not going to get away from me. Mm -hmm. So, that, that's a that's a thing, right? Yeah. So, we talked about that. That safety, we've determined you don't like the safety location so much, but that's that bullpup really. design. I could get used to it, though. Yeah, and to complete that thought, too, the bullpup design just means as we're moving that, we're trying to increase that draw length to get more speed, we're moving the end of the draw length cocked back by your ear. So, the safety and the, all that stuff's got to be back there to work that, right? So, that bullpup design, we've now moved the safety and the action, so to speak, right, where the, the, where the trigger is holding the string, that whole action is now behind your trigger hand, and that gives it a bullpup design. I think as crossbow hunters, we might as well get used to that because that's the way it's going to be. Down the road, I'd like to see technology developed, perhaps, where you can, and, and then we're adding linkages and all this other stuff to that. I don't know if that's a good idea. Where they can put that safety back up there by your trigger, by your trigger finger, where you can work your thumb so you don't have to go reaching back by your ear uh, in the presence of the deer. Especially that if you're someone little... who drops gloves out of the tree stand like me. <laughs> yeah. You don't need less movements better, huh? Yeah. And, and I'd say that as, as well with arrows. I was in a situation once where I dropped an arrow. So I, I dropped an arrow out of a tree. That kind of stuff happens. So we want less movement in a tree stand, that is for sure. And there's already enough built-in movement in tree stands. So moving that hand back there from a hunting perspective, I don't know how keen I am on that. But it is what it is. Uh, did you have any other thoughts? It was a little odd to me how far back the string was. Okay. Like that long draw length, like you mentioned. Now, did that bother you? I know looking at it, that is an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. What about shooting it. Did that make a difference? Not at all. No. I mean, I just took note of how far back it was. Yeah. You know. There is a steep draw angle on that, and there is a lot of... Uh, that string comes clear back by your face. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, something I've commented on before, this is a more traditional style crossbow in that the... It's not a reverse limb crossbow. So the cams are back 
towards your face more. Mm -hmm. That did not in any way factor into my thought process when Me shooting neither. the crossbow. Yeah. No. Non-issue. It was something that on paper or in pictures on a website, maybe a cause for a discussion, but in reality means nothing. No. That that felt totally comfortable shooting. Uh, trigger. Tell me about the trigger. It was very smooth. Pull of the trigger was smooth. Yes. I was a little surprised at the amount of travel in the trigger before it fired. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is totally not what we're... The trigger is a different trigger from the Excalibur, isn't it? From our experience. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. That pull at least. Part of that could be the company thinking that it has to be more deliberate for you. You know, so if you have your finger on the trigger and you're aiming, you got to pull more before it fires. Yeah, and a safety feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think once you get used to those, that's fine. Like I, I've never even thought about triggers, but I've only been shooting consistently one trigger. And when I moved to your trigger, for my trigger, both Excaliburs, never really felt funny about that trigger. Never bothered me in any way. It doesn't seem different to me but that's the same manufacturer. This one is remarkably different, but I'm confident if I shot this crossbow on a regular basis, it would not be a big deal to me. Uh, but you get a feel for where that trigger pull is gonna, and that's why when I'm looking at these triggers, some of them have two stage triggers, which has that pull, that initial pull, and then there's a wall. This one didn't really seem to get a wall. This one, you pull it back and kaboom, it fires. Yeah. So that like, it, but you don't know when it's gonna happen. And, but I think if I were hunting with it, I don't think it'd be an issue. I just pull it back and shoot it. And yeah, I'll just yeah. boom, shoot that crossbow. And it's moving so fast, man, that arrow is out of that crossbow, in part because it's such a short crossbow, but also because it's traveling 450 feet per second. Like that thing is out of there long before you're not going to affect it with flinching. I couldn't anything. follow it with my eyes. I didn't either. I, I wonder. That's I might have shut my eyes. Uh, well, I'll I look flinch. at the video. I don't think <laughs> that's the case. I know I shut my eyes after I pulled the trigger because it surprised me. Yeah. But I could get around that. But I think that goes so fast. We did not have lighted knocks, but I'm betting you're reducing the amount of visibility, not just for your human eye, but for filming as well when you move up to 450 feet per second. One argument for staying with 300 feet per second is it makes for great video. That Luminoc yeah. lofting through the air. Uh, we're going to go out on Seiko Road. I think I just took the wrong turn. Oh, but that guy behind us. Why did I swear? I just swore on my own podcast. I don't do that. I took the wrong road. Here I am jammering along here, talking along, and we're... <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I'm just taking well, your word for it. it. We're, we're going to the next archery shop, which is not on this road. This road, I, I, you can go this way. It's, we're fine. But we're going to have to take a left turn up here to get to the shop. Okay. So, But we're just going to wander up this road a little bit. And the guy behind me, I'm only going 20 miles an hour or something because we're... We got black ice this morning. It's April 2nd. It snowed again last night. Two days in a row we got snow. And we got black ice. And a couple of times by driving, right? Haven't you felt it? She's in a passenger seat. It's a little slippery. Yeah. yeah, she can feel a car giving out from under us here. And I got good tires. I don't know what's going on. I got all-wheel drive. And we got that kind of issue. So that's, like, I don't want this guy. This guy behind me is like, why is he going so slow? Well, that's why I'm going so slow. Plus, I'm talking here. We got, we're doing some podcasting And we here. don't know where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's my day off. I don't need to go 100 miles an hour here. I don't need to know where I'm going. I can take my time, right? Anyway, we'll, we'll bleep out the swear, the mm. curse word. We don't swear on Death by Bungie. Little, little known Death by Bungie secret, though. Um, behind the scenes, 
Genevieve has a pretty foul mouth. I am not the one with the foul mouth. <laughs> and that's all we got to say about that. Anything else about the Raven that, you know, doesn't have curse words? Uh, oh. When, when it's cocked all the way, those limbs are real narrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're pretty much flat against the crossbow. I am coming around on a discussion I've had with a friend of Bungie about Raven technology. I am not willing to say that Raven's technology reaching 500 feet per second isn't impressive, and I, I really don't think that's fair to suggest otherwise. That's impressive. It's a talking, some talking point that people anywhere in archery will bring up, for good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a milestone. They're the first ones to reach that milestone. They were the first ones to reach 450, pretty much. You know, like they were—they're one of the faster crossbow manufacturers. And my—I should say too, when they were purchased by a different company, I am happy that that new company, although they've adopted some of that technology into their other crossbow brand, they have kept Raven as separate enough to keep its own unique identity and keep Raven as a uniquely identifiable crossbow manufacturer. And when it came time to reach 500 feet per second, Raven got to be that one because they yeah, earned it. Yeah. They earned it, right? So I'm very happy about that. But I do understand now when I look at all these different manufacturers, 500 feet per second is impressive, 450, 400, all these are impressive speeds. But how you reach these speeds is an issue. It's something, and it's a topic we could do videos and separate uh, podcasts on. But that idea of how you reach that speed is an important topic, right? An important issue. Raven's doing that primarily by increasing the draw length mm -hmm. and... That ball bearing. What ball bearing? On the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're saving some friction with that frictionless design. They were one of the first, if not the first, to come out with that design. Really like that. That's a good point. I had forgotten mm -hmm. about that. So they're doing it with that. And that's technology, yeah. right? Yeah. A trackless design. The arrow is not in a flight groove. It's rolling on those ball bearings. It is. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Very good point. Good point, kid. The other thing, though, they're, they're you know, really incredible draw weights. And Raven does not have a rope cocker. These things are just, like... A lot of draw weight. That's what it is. This guy is still going to follow us, and we're not even going in the same direction. I swear he's just following us. He's just, he's like, oh, what crossbow are they going to look at next? That must <laughs> probably be. Tim Adams. I'm sure. <laughs> that we almost got lost on the way to meet. She's referring to a friend of Budgie who followed us from the hotel to the meet and greet last year. And, uh, we got lost, then he got lost, and we were both lost, and neither of us knew where we were going. He was there hunting with his daughter, and man, I'm telling you, I really appreciated meeting him and that story. I'll never forget that. He's like waving at us in a, at the light. He saw my Death by Bungie sticker, I bet. But he was waving at us at the light, and he's like, oh, yeah. You know, and then, then he, I took a wrong turn. He was following me, and he didn't, get, didn't even help him. It is what it is. That was fun. Um, we're getting close to the shop, so we should wrap up our podcast here. Any other thoughts on the ravine crossbow? Small. <laughs> it's just small. Everything about it's small. Too small? No. They're 22-inch arrows. or 20-inch arrows, I think. Yeah. You it know. didn't feel awkwardly small. What about the scope? Do you like that? Not really. I think honestly. it zeroes in at, like, 40 yards. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. even... A, 
So that's like a new thing for crossbows too. I didn't like the cir open circle reticles though. But we both hit where the same spot, yeah, that's so we true, were. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The you get used to the triangle type aiming, and you sight in for that, and then you get used to this. I think you get used to a different scope like that. I'm not sure who makes the scopes for Ravens. I asked him about that. He wasn't sure, but he doesn't think Raven makes their own scopes. I don't know if I care. It doesn't matter to me. It was a decent optic. It had illumination in it to turn it on and off. Illumination worked great. And, you know, I have no complaints about that. It would take a little getting used to. Holy cow, are the reticles close together. They are, yeah. The numbers are just about touching. <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure why they, they ought to skip every 20 yards instead of every 10 yards. Like, I don't know that it makes much. Holy cow, I think when you're shooting 450 feet per second, you're shooting so, uh, I, I don't want to use the word flat, really. I don't know how much, how accurate that term is. But you're shooting so much flatter or less arky, less rainbowy at 450 feet per second than you are at 300 feet per second like I'm used mm -hmm. to. The reticles are just, it's like when you look at it at first, I'm like, it's like a how line. does anybody hunt with this? It's like a vertical line. Pretty much. Yeah. Big fat vertical line. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's blurry. And then you look at it and like, oh, those are the reticles. So yeah, that that's a thing. They don't bother with a 10 yard reticle because I think the drop at 10 yards is um. zero. <laughs> so like that, yeah, just, it's, yeah. yeah they're a, to some extent, you lose if I'm shooting deer at 30 yards and under, you know, almost all my reticles are worthless. To some extent, that's as a crossbow hunter, that's kind of changing the way I hunt, you know? So, like, I'm not even using all my reticles. But anyway, I paid for all these reticles and I'm not using them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's not really a, a big concern. Any other thoughts? No. This I liked it. Overall, podcast. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I can see myself shooting a lot of deer with that crossbow and being happy with it. Only one way to, oh, and we should talk about the durability of it because that brings that up. If I bought that crossbow, if we were using that crossbow, would it last for 11 years like bungee? Maybe not, right? I'm not convinced that my next crossbow's gotta last 11 years. I don't know that hunting with bungee for 11 years was necessarily the right thing to do. And I'm using right in air quotes. I, there, if you want to update your crossbow and upgrade your crossbow every few years, I did a lot of upgrades to bungee, arrows, scopes, strings, whatnot. Over time, you change those things. Technology improves. I probably should have updated, upgraded that crossbow to a new model five years ago or something. You know, now here I am looking at new crossbows, and technology has changed so much. I've had to learn so much about these new crossbows that over. A 10 year period, I didn't, you know, five years ago, I would have had to have learned half as much. Always had my ear kind of to the ground on these things, but it is what it is. Oh, I don't think I'd be carrying that one on my shoulder. I did not hoist it up on my shoulder to feel that, but it was short enough, and I think you'll agree with this, that even you could carry it in your hand hanging down. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, you can carry this thing through the woods just dangling down. I don't think it's that's mm -hmm. an issue. But it, it's a little heavy, but. I don't think that carrying it around is going to be an issue. I don't even know that I'd want to use a sling on that crossbow. Sweet. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, $2,600. Not cheap. No. Pricey little purchase. And that kind of goes to that question of how long that bad boy is going to last. 
I don't know that anybody wants to spend 2600 bucks on something. I find out later on, only last year, three or four seasons. But we talked to him about that, and I was going to say how the returns, they've only had a handful of returns. We mentioned that in a previous podcast, went over the details of that. But they've it's basically been user error, the problems that they've had with them. They've been ones where people left them cocked too long and, you know, you abuse them in one way or another. Accidents happen. That he also of, said that... Raven's customer service was really good, though. He did. This is a shop that, and they had stuff in stock. Um, if you're looking, if you're a Raven shooter and you need some arrows, they have them over there. They have Luminoc equipped arrows for 75 bucks, and they have three for three arrows. They're, you know, maybe the local shops that, that might be a little pricey, but if you go on Raven's website, you can't buy them. So it'd be yeah. pretty sweet to get them. If you're interested in some Raven arrows, go buy some. They have them in stock. Um, and, yeah, they've had trouble. We talked to him about the supply chain here, and he can't get anything. He was telling us they just, uh, you know, supply this, supply that. We should talk about that in another podcast if we have time. The computer card issues oh, that I've had that. recently. So, But we'll see what we can do. So there is our Raven podcast. You close this one up. You okay. do it. And until next time, all hail Bungie Jr. Hey Rich, any word on a meet and greet this year? Or do I have to make other arrangements for a hog for my freezer? Uh, Let us know if you can. Thanks again for everything. That is a message from a friend of Bungie inquiring about the Death by Bungie third ever meet and greet. And meet is spelled M-E-A-T. The reason it's spelled M-E-A-T is because we're after meat. We're not just meeting and greeting each other and talking and hanging out. We're also after a wild hog or some other animal to fill the freezer. It's a great time. Check out the previous videos if you're unfamiliar with the meet and greet. The first ever Death by Bungie meet and greet. Four friends of Bungie and I got together and had a blast. It was the first time I ever experimented with something like that. The second ever Death by Bungie meet and greet was four times as fantastic. Sixteen friends of Bungie gathered in the woods of north central Pennsylvania at the Tioga Boar Preserve and we had a great time. Those videos are available on the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to the free, can you believe it, free email newsletter, you should be subscribed to that. On that free email newsletter on deathbybungie.com, you sign up for it on there, you can unsubscribe at any time. I will be releasing details of the third ever Death by Bungie meet and greet. I'm in the process of planning that right now, and I apologize for not getting that stuff up there sooner, for not telling you, friends of Bungie, who are interested in that sooner. A bunch of you have been hitting me up and saying, look, uh, you know, uh, what are you doing? Can you let us in on when it's going to be and all that stuff? And I really appreciate you, your interest, and I'm sorry if I let you down in terms of not getting back to you sooner. That information is coming by way of email first. The folks who sign up for that free email newsletter will get the first opportunity to sign up for future meet and greets. Thanks for your interest. All hail Bungie.